there are the things you got to record and then you create like little sound bits. Yeah. Like your intro. Oh, uh, yeah. Podcast, yeah. So you're like, what the hell were they actually talking about? You mean like this thing that we're recording right now? <laughs> this right yeah. now. Yes, exactly. This right now. By the way, welcome to the Talking Average Fitness Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as always, from now until the end of forever, my name is Sam Burns, and I'm joined by the only, oh, what would I say, like lesser human I know who thinks that it's a good idea to not wrap your thumbs around a bar, Mr. Mm. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin, how are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, still not wrapping my thumb around most things um, because you don't need careful, to. Careful. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> and we're joined. Like you, you can go down a rabbit hole right there with that comment. I know. Yep. We're going to leave yeah, that one hey. alone. Yep. Um, we're joined again by Mr. Colin Hill. Colin, welcome back. It's always a pleasure to have you, man. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Second time. I'm excited. Yeah. This time we're joined virtually because Colin decided to leave me. Well, and, and, and that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about is, Colin, you've got a new job. Yeah, I do. Um, tell me or, tell me about your new position. Tell everyone about your new position. Tell everyone. Perhaps tell everyone or just you. I mean, it was, you know, it's been kind of cool. I transitioned to a new gym and a new role with the new gym. Um, originally, I was hired to run a new CrossFit gym that we're starting out in Worcester called Woo City CrossFit. Um, it's an affiliate inside of a more commercial style, conventional, whatever you kind of want to call a kind of gym, you know, with the plate loaded machines and cardio deck and group classes and stuff sure, like sure. that. Um, so that the construction has been a little bit delayed on that. So I've transitioned into a little bit of a different role where I'm overseeing uh, an existing gym and then uh, working with the management team at that other gym to get that one up and running. And yep. um, so I guess somehow I kind of fell into a role of overseeing two different CrossFit affiliates all of a sudden and Kind of a little bit of a blessing in disguise. So as soon as that new gym gets gets up and running, construction's real close to be being done, and mm. uh, here we are. I'll kind of be bouncing back and forth between the two, and hopefully not ruining either of them. But there's a strong probability that uh, you know I'll run them both right into the ground with uh, all of the knowledge that I don't have. <laughs> I, you know, I think when entrepreneurs talk about a growth mindset, that's what we're talking about here: is yeah. grow your chances to fail miserably. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exuding confidence over here. So watch out, I mean, watch out, world. We can tell, he's just dude. Got got all the opportunities to fail miserably. Yeah. They may have a third oh, one coming up in the near there future. Might be, yeah, there might even be a third one coming up, but I can run another one straight into the ground. So. <laughs> and you'll just you be three a, for three. You should start a, a franchise or like an affiliate company that like runs affiliates for affiliates, because God knows if they could have someone come in and be like, listen. You don't know what the hell you're doing. We understand. We're going to help you. Just yeah. we'll take 30% or 40% of the total take and you get to not, you get to like own a gym. What, how does that sound? Yeah, Look at that really face. Think He's thinking about it. I'm, He's thinking about it. It's actually kind of a cool concept. If people are interested in um, starting up gyms, but they really don't know what to do i mean yeah. if there's somebody who knows i don't know if i'm the guy because like i sure. said i'm just oozing confidence over here but um you know if they don't know what to do kind of having somebody come in and show them xyz how to start it up how to train their coaches how to get the right staff how to you know run well organized classes for mm -hmm. their village kind mm -hmm. of a cool concept i mean yeah. think about all the other businesses out there where somebody comes in and helps with the startup and or the build out or whatever it might be. And I then mean, they, I'm thinking of real estate where like 
people, someone gets real estate, someone gets an apartment, like multi-unit dwelling, and then they're like, I don't want to manage this, and they hire a management company. Yeah, exactly. A, pro- a property manager. Exactly. I don't know if you remember that, Kevin. We had a member at Tilt Sudbury. Um, I'm not going to say his name because I don't do that. Know, that's appropriate. Uh, but uh, he I was would... going to make a guess that you didn't remember. It's like, like I'm not going to say yeah, his, I, name I his name. His name was, <laughs> his name was Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't say anything. But no. uh, we had a member at uh, Sudbury and he would kind of be in and out and in and out. So one day I was like, hey, man, like, what do you do for work that you're yep. kind of back and forth like this? And he would go out, he would get uh, contracted to go out to different projects and yep. they would, it was, I think in the pharmaceutical industry, I don't know exactly what it was. Um, he said a lot of words I didn't understand because, you know, not that smart, but I think it was in the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical industry where he would go out, him and a couple of guys on his team would basically create the system and they would manage it for a short term until the company that they were contracted by would hire their own employees who would come in and then take it over. And then they would get sent back home. They'd be home for a month or two, get contracted out to go do it again. A very similar concept. And I don't think that's that unique of a thing for companies to do, but it definitely doesn't really happen in, at least to my knowledge, CrossFit industry. I'd I'd much rather open my gym and then drive it into the ground myself. I mean, Jim Launch... Faith for you. Jim Launch kind of used to do stuff like that, um, where they would. So that's how, like, that's how Alex Hormozzi made his first fortune. Is he would, he had Jim Launch, and he would get gyms to hire him, gyms that were failing, and then they would fly out to wherever this gym was and be like, "Listen, we're going to close your gym for thirty days. We're going to completely demo and renovate, and open back up. And when we open back up, while the demo is going on, we are going to have our sales team." call and you're going to open the doors with a full membership and so like 30 days 45 days later they'd open up and they'd have 300 members um and so like the 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 way he made his his original like not his original but like his first like services fortune was like doing stuff like that um but this is as interesting as this is and i could i could lose a lot of time talking about this stuff because it's very much in my interest wheelhouse um so it's, it's sam's whole deal right now it is a little it's like bit. hey i know how to do stuff better than you listen to me it's not that at all it's not that only um, only when you're talking to me got it <laughs> <laughs> i want to argue but i can't uh, you can't you can't i told no lies I told, well so this that's appropriate that's a nice segue because now we're yeah. now we're kind of like to the topic at hand right so uh we're talking about grip Right. And Colin is an excellent person to act as an impartial mediator. And I say impartial because he's not Kevin or I, right? Not because he doesn't have his own camp that he lives in. So Kevin posted a video. Um, was it Helena you were doing? Yeah, we did Helena at the gym. And so me and Jack did it head to head. Right. Like the day or so before, just right. to throw down, have some fun. Right, and and for those of you who don't remember, twenty one fifty or uh, three rounds for time, four hundred meter run, um, and then it was twelve bar muscle up, tw- twelve bar no, uh, twenty one kettlebell yeah. swings with a seventy. No, it was twelve bar muscle ups and oh, then twenty one dumbbell, dumbbell snatch. snatches. Yeah, yeah, and dumbbell snatches, and so Kevin's doing his bar muscle ups and he's you know being a like gymnasty big dude stud like doing a bar muscle up and like 
completely ignoring the fact that he has a fifth fucking digit on his hand that's just like flopped uselessly over the top of the bar, right? Um, yeah. And it's a, anyone who's listened to these knows it's a running joke between Kevin and I, like wrap your thumb around the bar. No, don't ever wrap your thumb around the bar. Um, and so <laughs> Colin seeing that chimes in and Colin's got a unique background. Um, and we talked about this a little bit last time, but for anyone who didn't see that episode, Colin, could you fill us in on why you would be someone who would have an opinion on this particular matter? <laughs> uh, one, because, because he's an opinionated piece of poop. Exactly. I like to argue and I die on any hill. And um, whether I agree or disagree with you, I'm going to disagree with you just for the sake of argument. That's one. Okay. The other, the real reason is uh, I was a long-term gymnast, 20, uh, 20 years doing gymnastics competitively for you know, part of that, whatever, from like age nine to 23, yeah. division one gymnast, coach gymnastics from 23 till 30 something. Was involved with the sport for just about 30 years of my life, of my 34 year life, maybe a little right. bit less now at this point. But I've been in the sport, been around the sport, been with high level gymnasts, was relatively high level myself, I guess. I would um, say D1 qualifies as high level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Being how many points oh, shy of winning nationals. I'd put that as Cer certainly nationally ranked. We would say, yeah, yeah. Mister, in my life, there were definitely plenty Mr. of men around that were far better than I was. So okay, sure. Yeah, um, well, so I'm gonna... same thing. We had one of our, uh, like, just one of our members, Nicole, like the same sort of thing. Because Colin, Mister, oozing confidence over here, like same sort of mindset. One of our members, Nicole, is like, I'm not a good runner. I'm like, yes, you are. And then here she yeah. is like, she's holding like 90 second, 400. She's like doing six minute miles. I'm like, what do you mean? You're not a good runner. She's like, well, there are people that are faster. I'm like, awesome. By that logic, all of us are pieces of shit because Matt Fraser exists. Yeah. Like, I, it, you're, I mean, so gonna, you can't, you, you can't argue with that Colin. Shut up. No. Knowing now that self-deprecation is a is a major character trait for Colin, I'm going to ask everybody to basically take everything he says with a grain of salt, at least when it comes to himself, right? Yeah. So the issue of grip comes up a lot, and and I'm passionate about this because um, when I was exposed to thinking about things a different way, it was like, oh, it was one of those moments. It's like you go, you take your level one, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, all of that makes sense, and why it was made to be more difficult than it had to be, I have no idea. The same thing happened when I took my gymnastics level one. And so it was, you know, you hop up on a bar, you wrap your whole hand and your thumb around the bar, right? Aggressive, aggressive grip on the bar, knuckles facing onto the top, right? With, with a bunch of reasons behind that, right? Now, that is not something that's, I would say, taught or modeled um, in the CrossFit space at all. Um, and like, there are some people who are doing it. There are a handful of like stand up, but like almost every single person who's a high level athlete at the games, they're doing the flop and pinch or, you know, some variation of something like that. Would we say that's that that's accurate? Yeah. Yeah. More or less. I'd agree for the most part. It's most, okay. most athletes that like high level athletes are flopping over most okay. for me, whenever I'm having people hop on a pull up bar in class, they'll ask to be like, should I wrap my thumb over or under? And so they'll like, well, have some athletes be like, do I wrap my thumb over or under? And I just right. tell them, you can wrap your thumb under if you want to be a nerd. And then they immediately, <laughs> I'm joking. I tell them which Except he's not. The pull up bar. No, yeah, I am joking. It's Fuck like, it. listen, I'm not coaching people and telling them, like, oh, if you want to be a nerd. Um, I am. But, uh, <laughs> there you go. 
we would tell people like um what was it just like a stuff if you if you're not a coward type thing like i can't go unbroken like not if you're a coward like um but if you jump on the ball like i tell people to grab with whatever grips most comfortable like if you're comfortable wrapping your thumb under and you like it and it works awesome if you're more comfortable doing the false grip thing and that works for you and it feels better awesome okay all right so as an empathetic coach I understand that. Fantastic. As a coach, yeah. I say, what the fuck are you doing? Because you would like if someone was like, Oh, I don't it doesn't feel good when I do a hook grip. I'm just gonna, you know, flap my thumb over the top of the barbell. Like, would you ever you know let that people, slide? Listen, I keep telling people like to use I'm like, hey guys, when we're doing like snatch clean, you hook grip this way, I'll show them. They'll try and be like, mm, makes my thumb hurt. I don't want to do it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. But we're talking about the difference. Go ahead, Colin. Before we uh, dive down that rabbit hole, and I want to, I want to tie this all together at some point. Okay. Because talking about the hook grip with the barbell with the thumbs over the pull-up bar, like I think this all kind of relates to each other based on grip. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to Kevin about this before. Uh, I don't know if he remembers it, but do you reloaded? Do you force your athletes to release their hook grip overhead when they snatch? No. Do I force my athletes or to release? Like, if you're going to coach athletes to do this on the pull-up bar instead of this, yep. are you going to coach them to release their hook grip on a snatch, or is it okay if they hold it? Um, in my mind, that's a similar concept where right. it serves a purpose, sure. and you're, you know, you've got to kind of go with one For only a portion of the movement, right? Um, so I, I would say, do I coach them to release the hook grip? I know athletes who, based on like – wrist mobility range motion can hold a hook grip and get into a front rack. I know I mean, athletes who can for the clean, like, I mean, I right. But it. same but. snatch, same thing. They get up overhead. My only concern with holding the hook grip is then like, we get into this extension position here where, so anyone, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, I'm going to demonstrate something and I'm going to tell you not to do what I'm doing. Right. So if let's say I've got my hook grip, and then you went into this position, right? Which is uh, kind of like sideways lateral movement. It's a variation of this, which is risk, risk uh, extension. Um, this can be very dangerous. You can actually, if you grabbed your thumb and pointed hard enough, you could snap this tendon down here. So please be very, very careful and don't ever do anything like that. And so for me, holding the hook grip in the overhead position of the snatch gets into that ter- territory. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't, like I don't, but I don't know many people who do it naturally. So I would never. I haven't yet had to coach them to release it or hold it. That's an interesting question, though. Yeah. So now, Probably where does that question come from? That's another hill that I'll die on too. Similarly, so which is I'm, what? That you should let go of your hook grip. No, I that you shouldn't let go of your hook grip. Well, I don't care. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make me have an opinion. <laughs> Oh, and, and you know what, because I've, I've talked to different weightlifters and I've talked to different coaches and I've watched a lot of different really good weightlifters who snatch a lot of fucking weight Yeah. and some of them release, some of them don't. Yeah. I personally yeah. do not release my hook grip at the top of any snatch, one rep max or cycling. Otherwise mm. I hold my hook grip. I don't know why I used to, when I first learned to snatch and then at some point I stopped and interesting. Yeah. It pissed me off. I wonder, like, what, doing a, I wonder what a Greg Everett would say about something like that. I'd be he'd curious. Probably tell you to rele- he'd probably tell you to release your hook grip. Probably would. But then I th- if you watch, um, shit, what's his name? German weightlifter, Max Lang. 
Mm. I don't think he's a great technical lifter. Well, I mean, yep. previous lifts, heavy lifts. Yeah. Yeah. Places his hook grip on a snatch. Watch his lifts. Well, but I mean, it like, if we're really splitting hairs, then you like you watch someone. I know we're like using weightlifting movements now, but like in terms of comparing no, this things, is, this and that, this is like, good. Keep going. It's like same idea as like if someone has an arm bend when they go to clean or snatch, mm-hmm. is that wrong? Right. It's like if you if you ask Mike Bergner and kind of yeah. like that camp, like absolutely, like your arms need to stay straight until you fully extend your hips and then you bend to pull. But there's some people, but so like for me personally. I'm more comfortable catching in an overhead squat with my arms a little bit narrower than they maybe should be right to make it. So for my pull, for me to not smash myself with a barbell is I need to, yeah, I'll leave that up to the listeners to decide, (laughs) um, is to slightly bend my arms to kind of like get a little bit of height on the bar. So when I finish, if you look at the top of my snatch, my elbows, I'm not pulling the bar up but my elbows are pointed backwards, almost mm-hmm. like a partial row. So there's a little bend. Hips. Yeah, a little bend. Yeah. But depending on what camp of weightlifters you talk to, that's right. problem or not problem or like a level of apathy mirroring Colin. I just don't care. See, and right. so for me, I'm like, it's so individual to the person, like whether arm bend or letting go of a hook grip or sure. like is a dynamic start wrong? Like where you kind of like do like the little hip bar twerk thing before you pull. It's like, okay. is that wrong? Not wrong? Okay. Right. So-, so many different ways to approach it so many things i think so but also not and here's why so what we are talking about is you know you already know how to snatch if you've got a bar in the overhead position and the discussion is okay do i release my hook grip or not yeah you you already know how to snatch because the bar is in the overhead position right yes if you were teaching don't do what you're about to do hang on (laughs) if you were teaching someone how to snatch would you would you start with a hook grip from the beginning? Yes. Okay. So, to me, yeah, the I, fundamental I, portion, the contact to the apparatus that enables me to do the movement, right? The hook grip in Olympic weightlifting is the same as the thumb wrapped around the bar in gymnastics, right? Um, and I say that because there are advantages. Like, for example, what's the advantage to a hook grip? I mean, bruised thumbs. I said advantage, <laughs> not, <laughs> not sick pleasure. <laughs> All the blood on my hand. No. no. I mean, yeah, it's the grip, the ability to stay tighter, yeah. closer to the bar. You know, the Absolutely. All of those things. Okay. So why then? I mean, if you, if you think about the, my this might, this, and I'd love your, your take on this, Colin. When I think about someone doing a butterfly pull up, or a kipping pull-up, really more than a kipping pull-up, more kipping pull-up than a butterfly pull-up, right? If I think about what is happening with the body and the forces involved when someone is f- flailing, for a lack of better word, about underneath the bar, right, at full body weight, at <clears throat> speed, without their thumb wrapped around the bar, to me, that is as dangerous as attempting to snatch your body weight into the overhead position without wrapping your thumbs around the bar. I can thruster my body weight without wrapping my thumbs around the bar. <laughs> I, I understand. But there's there's kind of a there's kind of a pull push dynamic to the kipping pull yeah, up, right? I get you. Yeah. I'm, we got I'm the same you. thing with the snatch at yeah. load, right? So your body is moving a heavy load at the same time. Why we think mm-hmm. it's okay to do that hanging from a bar 
and not with a barbell in our hand is one of the places that I think that like CrossFit as a sport did a great job early on of attaching itself to high level Olympic weightlifters and getting good instruction. I think, and I'd love your input, Colin, I think gymnasts were like, what the fuck is this CrossFit shit? I'm not going anywhere near that. And so we didn't have anybody in the sport from gymnastics who wanted anything to do with us. And so we didn't get the benefit of their knowledge. And it's only 20 years deep now that we're actually thinking about like, huh, why do I do that? <laughs> so I've got a, a whole bunch of thoughts right here and I'm going to kind of, you know, I'm going to go Michael go Scott. To town. I'm going to start a sentence and I'm just going to see where it goes. I don't even really. So we're just going to Michael Scott it a little bit. Right now, so. um, but I, I'll touch, I'll touch on a couple of things here. So I want to, I'm going to touch on that and I'm going to circle back. Um, I'm going to, whatever. I'm just going to yeah. talk. So I just start. Yeah, just go. So kind of talking, I'm going to circle back to Kevin's point here, talking about like, Hey, you know, there's so many different ways to do uh, these things. And you know, it's a that when we were talking about the weightlifting is the dynamic start, right. Is a, you know, is it better to, create tension and then initial whatever, you know? So, and I'm just going to kind of speak to my gymnastics background here and things that I've learned over the years of being um, a coach for a, for a sport that quite honestly has incredibly complex movement. And yes. uh, between being an athlete and a coach for that sport, basically what I figured out is you just kind of have, you kind of develop your own sense of what you believe works how do you translate that or how do you teach that and translate to your athletes and then working with those athletes how do you make it work for them and what i mean by that is there's a technique that we can all kind of agree works for in broad terms works for a certain movement right for the clean the snatch the the pull up whatever it might be there's broad terms that we're all going to teach or broad you know whatever like kind of going to Kevin's point about the arm bend on the snatch. We know that the arms need to stay relatively straight until we hit our full extension. And then they, you know, you pull under the bar, whatever, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, whether there's a degree of arm bend or not is going to be kind of dictated by how the athlete develops their proportions and who sure. they are as an individual. Sure. So there's this concept of like how to snatch and everyone agrees in most part, how this works. Like we're not bending our arms. We're not trying to pull with the arms, the legs and the hips are the primary drivers, whatever. And then the arms kind of guide the bar and you pull yourself down. Yes. Now, if we go talk about different camps of weightlifting, you're going to see slight differences in that. And I think that's the biggest thing to keep in mind when we're working with athletes is there's not one perfect answer. And as much as I joke about, like, I will die on the hill of like, you've got to do it this way. In all reality, when I'm coaching, I'm not going to die on that hill. Sure. When working with a specific athlete because I have my methodology, but if it doesn't work for that individual athlete, if I'm a good coach, I got to figure out how it works for you. Yeah, sure. So, and that's one thing I definitely learned through gymnastics because the way that I would teach a skill to a kid and the way that another coach would teach a skill to a kid could be very different, but we're going to get the same end result as long as we're teaching the, the general, general big picture things. So okay. with that being said, that kind of takes me into kind of the post that I threw up on Kevin's post of, you know, whether you wrap the thumbs or not. So, and again, I'm going to circle back to gymnastics with this and Sam, I don't know how much gymnastics you've really watched in your day or how familiar with it or Kevin, you either, but, uh, and I'm just going to compare men's gymnastics to women's gymnastics to kind of hit my point. If you watch men's high bar, they wear a three fingered grip and they wrap their thumbs. 
If you right. watch women's uneven bars, they wear a two finger grip and they do not wrap their thumbs. Don't if they also watch, have a dowel? Correct, but hold on. Okay. If you watch men's parallel bars, they wear no grips and you have your hands turned this way and you do not wrap your thumbs under the bar. Under the bar, okay. Under the bar, when you're swinging under the bar. So right. you kind of, you're like this, arm is fully extended. You haven't wrapped your thumb. Okay. Plenty, and, and if, you know, if anyone listening isn't super familiar with men's parallel bars, just go ahead and, you know, YouTube any international competition and watch familiar. the shit that they're doing swinging underneath that bar. They're swinging around the bar. They're launching themselves off, flipping twice, pirouetting on one arm, all from in this underswing style position where their thumbs aren't wrapped around the bar. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, the reason that I think I'm of the camp of like kind of whatever Kevin says, like whatever works for you works for you is because looking at those different things in gymnastics, there's a million different ways that gymnasts are gripping a bar. And I'm sure there's somebody who's much smarter out there who's going to come, you know, who can say like, oh, if you do this, it engages these muscles and whatever. And I'm not here for that. I'm just speaking from my personal experience. There's a million different ways. I don't want your facts. (laughs) Science. Um, But there's a million different ways that you, that I've gripped the bar in gymnastics, mm-hmm. that I feel secure, feel not secure with a grip, without a grip, with a dowel, without a dowel, how far my hand goes over, false grip, no false grip, whatever. And okay. the other thing to look at is the size of the bar compared to the uh, size of the person's hand. Sure. So if you look at a women's uneven bar, it's a much thicker bar. And that's why they don't wrap their thumbs because if they did, quite frankly, they'd break their thumbs or it's just not enough grip because they would be pretty much holding the bar right here they wouldn't be able to get the bar into their palm because the bar is too big so if i've got a smaller athlete with smaller hands and when they wrap their fingers around or their thumb around the bar they're holding on like this to me that's more dangerous than doing this and being able to get my top knuckle on top yes the way that i think about grip is like however you feel you can comfortably get that top knuckle on top of the bar whether it's this or this do it because that's realistically where you've got the best grip. Right. So that's kind of where my head goes, kind of a long story there. Uh, but that's where my head goes is it's just, it's about where you feel you can get the most advantageous position to create the best style of grip for sure. your hands and your proportion. You're an individual mm-hmm. athlete. Like if you're a coach who says you got to do this, that's, that's your thing. But if you get an athlete, it's like, I can't fucking hold the bar like this. It's just not yeah. working. I mean, how much are we going to really die on that Hill? If they're like, I can do two pull-ups like this, but as soon as I do this, I can do 15. Right. Like, so so I, I, I love, I love that. And I love the nuances, like the differences between the apparatus, the, you know, the size of the apparatus in the hand and what that means, the difference in the equipment that is necessary for the athlete to use the apparatus. And again, this is the, the benefit of being able to go down a rabbit hole of something specific to us, to a given sport. Right. So like, Nobody that you and I or Colin are ever interacting with in an affiliate is going to worry about any of these things, right? Except parallel bars. Let's let's all have parallel bars and learn how to do cool shit. Them. <laughs> like that'd be amazing. Man test, ready to go. Um, if you were going to, how do I want to phrase this? Right. So like you have you have a young male gymnast working parallel mm-hmm. bars. They're doing you know, swings underneath, they've got that, you know, fully externally rotated, active engagement of the hand, 
uh, and like top knuckles going up. They've got all those things, right? What are the prerequisites to develop that strength before that athlete ever learns to swing underneath the set of parallel bars? Quite honestly, as a young athlete in the sport sure. of gymnastics, there's not a ton. That's not a lot. Things that they learn to do sure. is just hang on the bars like that. Okay. How, when how, how old are they when they do that? Uh, I mean, kind of when you first get into gymnastics, when you just like when you kind of get out of your like mommy and me classes, your coaches right. will do like that. Six, six, seven, four, five, even younger, four, five, six, maybe, maybe four is uh, you know, about, cool. about five. I would say on average is probably what you're looking at there. What's the average strength to body weight ratio for a young child? Because oh, in my experience running CrossFit classes, like little kids are like ants. They, the strength to body weight ratio is way out of whack. They like, and the, and the adults get pissed because the kids run around, they hop on the pull-up bar and they're cranking out chin-ups or pull-ups and the, kid, and the adults are like, you know, like that kind of thing. The beauty of it too is they don't have to worry about hurting their shoulders because they're so damn pliable at that young age. They can do a pull up like this and it doesn't, <laughs> they're not about to tear their rotator cuff like you and not even pull up. So, sure, absolutely. The beauty of uh, young ages. Right? They're, they're I saw literally like, young uh, I saw like a video clip of a younger athlete. I have no idea how old they were, somewhere in like uh, younger than 10. Yeah. And they were doing like ring muscle ups. And when they, they were like swinging, Tipping as they came up, they like caught the ring muscle up, like their hands in their armpits, like so low on the rings, like their shoulders are so far below the rings. Like we say the bottom of a ring dip is like biceps touching the top. They're like bicep is touching their thumb, like at the bottom <laughs> of that ring dip. <laughs> they like turn over and then just dip out. And then they come back down, swing, do like, Nyep, and then dip out. And they did like six of them. And like, most most adults are probably like, what the hell? Like I've been doing CrossFit for 10 years and I don't have muscle up yet. And here's this yeah. kid that just yeets themselves on top set of rings and again, relies on the fact their shoulders are Gumby and right. can just get in that position. So yeah. same thing we talk about, like when little kids just like plop themselves down into that beautiful squat and everyone's like, the hell man, when does that go away? Anyway, right. take away from what you're when saying. When you're 12. Well, so, well, yeah, right. As soon as they start sitting in school for eight hours a day. Um, yep. All right. So, so we acknowledge then that there's a little bit of a difference between like the age at which some of these athletes learn these skills or begin to learn these skills and the age in which the average person is coming into a CrossFit affiliate. Right. Sure. And so I agree entirely with the statement that like, if you like the thing that makes the grip effective is not, this or this, but rather this, right? So that active engagement of the forearm with the active engagement of the forearm. See, here's all that sciencey shit you were talking about. We get, I don't care. We get, I can mute you. (laughs) We get a whole bunch of additional tissue that's turned on and stabilizing all the way down through the shoulder joint. So if I don't have that, if I've just got just this or even just this, right? All of the tissue that is active that is carrying the load is transferred down into the shoulder except when they're pulling and then it's distributed between shoulder and elbow which is why a lot of times we see shoulder injuries right and then secondary to shoulder injuries we see elbow injuries because the load is then transferred to the bicep or the the elbow part of the bicep so if i've got a person for whom gymnastics was not a part of their adolescence who's in their 30s, who wants to get fit, 
I want them to learn how to do all the things, and I never, ever, ever want them to experience the butterfly, butterfly, whoa, there's nothing in my hands anymore. And then all of a sudden, their their upper back and chest are, or upper back and head are slamming against the ground. I don't want them ever to have that be a part of their life. I'm absolutely going to enforce wrapping your thumb because even if, even if this becomes this, if this helps them get a little bit closer to this for just a little bit longer, the chances of them coming off of the apparatus greatly reduce. That's where I come from for that. So for me, it's like, yeah, sure, whatever, whatever works for you works for you until what you're doing is unsafe. And then my, my job role number one is do not allow unsafe shit. I agree. I just, so everything like if, if this is what's safest, but I'll just play devil's advocate. I, I think there's a situation yeah. where this is safer for some people right. because that, that is what allows them to get into a better gripped position. Okay. If they're here, they're always here and they like, they can't get to there, but if they do this, they can get to there. So in my mind, and you know, maybe I'm wrong because I've been known to be wrong. Um, but they can get more on top and get yeah. a deep grip, more of that knuckle on top with that, sure. without having that thumb wrapped. And that allows them to maintain a safer, stronger grip on the bar. Then sure. that's what I want them to do. Because if they feel secure, if they feel safe and they have a better under, you know, better, mm. I'll even just say a better proprioception of where their hand is gripping the bar. That's what I want them to do because people fly off when they don't have that awareness of what the hell their hand is doing. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're here and then they're here, here, here. And then, Oh, fuck me. I'm not on yeah. the bar anymore. <laughs> but if they're very aware of like, okay, I'm here. And as soon as yeah. I feel that start to slip down, I'm going to get the hell off the bar. Cause I'm not messing with that. Right. I want them to have that awareness and I want them to be able to be aware and feel secure that way. So I, I would love if that's the case and, and, and maybe it's the athlete population that I've been exposed to. The athlete population I've been exposed to, I tell them to get, okay, cool. You're going to hop up on the bar. I don't care if you wrap your thumbs. I want, I want this row of knuckles facing up toward the sky. It's going to form a little arrow just like this, right? I tell them to hop up and hold. It's like, uh, and all of a sudden they're down in the second row of knuckles, right? Like, okay, drop, shake it out, hop up, hold. Uh, and so like the grip is an issue. And for me, trying to get them to like, okay, I want you to have a stronger grip. I want you to like be able to hold that position. If you took like a, um, what's, what do they call it? The, the hand test, uh, force measurement test. You ever seen those? Yeah. It's like a little like a grip strength measure, right? Yeah. So like your ability to, if you took this and squeezed this way versus squeezing this way. Mm-hmm. you're going to have a greater force production with the thumb wrapped around the bar. And so if keeping the knuckles on top is priority, then, okay, cool. I want you to do the thing that's going to allow you to keep your hand in that position. And I, I think there's a handful of athletes who, who actually have like the forearm strength developed to like, like rock that, rock that hand over, keep that knuckle there, hold that wrist on top. And the majority just don't, um, Maybe that's me, and I and I'm happy to be wrong. I like it. It only is better if I'm wrong, and a lot more people are stronger than I think they are. You know what I mean? 
or just people are equally weak and that's not to be mean, but I like, I see people like you jump up on the bar and you wrap your thumb again with the goal of trying to get that top row of knuckles. And even though they've wrapped their thumb, they just as quickly drop mm -hmm. down to like, again, you're still hanging on your fingers. You just now have your thumb on the other side of the bar mm -hmm. and you're in the same position of like, you're equally likely to thumb or not mm -hmm. fling yourself off the bar. So like that, because, because I've done sections like that in class, like we have a high volume of pull-ups, we have a high volume of I'm like, Hey guys, every, Gather around, children. When you grab on the bar, you need to get enough of your hand <laughs> over that sucker to, like, have that top row of knuckles pointing up. Like, sure. I've taught this in class multiple times. And people are like, okay, and they jump up. And then uh, one of two things. Either I can't get there, meaning they jump up and they grab and it just kind of falls back to this. Sure. Yep. Or I get there, it hurts my hand skin. I'm like, well, sure. Like... <laughs> Yes, because you actually have your palm on that sucker. Right. <laughs> you're not just you're not just dangling by your fingertips. Um, so you, like there's different calluses and stuff you need to build up from that. But the, like those oh, are the I two know. main things I hear. And I'm like, I know we're all horrendously calloused and all this stuff and whatever, but my hands are yellow. Dude, I was I was just doing strict total bars before <laughs> uh, this, and so it's like my hands are lit. <laughs> nice. Nice. <clears throat> um but yeah, I'd like I've I've had issues with athletes in classic just from like a grip standpoint and maybe that's something that we're missing as coaches like we should just do more direct grip work either as a warm-up cool down accessory whatever it is like have athletes try and spend more time in that position so regardless of whether they can like get their thumb wrapped around because their hand is the right size or like you know again even if they wrapping the thumb over the bar is the right move they can spend more time getting stronger in the position of wrapping their top knuckles over top of that bar well and this is Just where drills like I, I find like that lacrosse know, ball hold becomes super beneficial that's terrible it is i it, it's terribly effective you know <laughs> you know what else is terribly effective sam just taking the grip and flopping that sucker over Fuck you. The the bar. <laughs> God damn. you know I had I had a yeah, bunch of unbroken post bar yesterday by doing that yeah. so I'm just saying it I guess worked. guess guess who got right. his all of his 12 bar muscle ups unbroken this guy uh, guess who didn't wrap his thumb once also this guy um, <laughs> broken toast bar like this yesterday I'm just saying yeah hey um, but like I had a rebuttal where I, back a little while ago and and, and I let it go just because like that's yeah, useless and it probably is still useless but um, you're gonna swing regards, for it here we go uh, yeah in, re in regards to like that grip thing because you were like um, teaching a hook grip yeah and like like that's important because from a safety perspective and I was like well if you use a hook grip, that's essentially using your thumb as a lifting strap. The way it makes your grip better is because you pinch your thumb and pinch it there. Like you're increased the tensions more on your thumb now than your grip. Essentially you're using well, your me, thumb as your own lifting strap. It's like having a dowel in your, in your hand on a, on a bar. Sure. Yeah, sure. You're so using your thumb as your own lifting strap. <laughs> we'll talk about so, hook grip. We're just ignoring grip strength because realistically we're not using it anymore. Hmm. Well, you're Could like you're that. using grip strength. You're it, you're using only enough grip strength to hold your thumb in that position. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not having to squeeze the bar again. So you're using same thing. Like if you're using a lifting strap, like you're just gripping hard enough to hold the strap in place. No, 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 no. What are you okay. me? Okay, there is a reason why Hafthor Bjornsson, when yeah. he deadlifts a thousand pounds. Yes. Use the lifting straps, right? Yeah. He's transferring the load out of his hand and onto the wrist and the rest of the yeah, joints. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, no. If you 
just did a hook grip, your yeah. shit would fail way the fuck before a lifting strap. Okay, but you get what I'm – like, same sort of idea. For a snatch and a clean and jerk, it's similar principle to – okay, take take the world record hold. Take Lasha, um, whatever his face is. Lasha Talakazi, I think is his name. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea how to pronounce his last name, so I wasn't even going to try. Um, but take him, his 220-kilo yeah. snatch. Have mm. him not hook grip. That instantly becomes like 170 kilos because he's like, I can't grip. So it's the same concept. Like using a hook grip for an Olympic lift is the same as using a lifting strap for a deadlift. Uh, don't give me that face. You can't. Conceptually, it is similar. Conceptually, I, it's the same. It's a similar idea. So, I'm not saying it will give you the same amount of benefits and, and volume production in terms of where the weight is. my issue talking uh, with Sam. I'll say something like a general concept. Yeah, as whenever a, I'm talking with Sam, I'll be like, as a general concept, this, and Sam's like, well, here's this specific nuance. I'm like, no, no, fuck you. This general <laughs> concept. And he's like, but this little nuancey piece of shit. I'm like, no, stop it. I'm, I'm trying to I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to so for me, the issue is that the hook grip is not me taking the load out of my hands entirely and transferring it to another part of my anatomy. Right. The hook grip is me using my own grip in a more mechanically advantageous way in the same way that so it's all variations of the same thing mechanically unadvantageous slightly more advantageous most advantageous right sure all of those are still my grip the moment okay. you put a strap on there's no longer your grip okay that that's where it's hard for me to come along i see the points you're making but it's it moves into it like a different realm for me. I just it's like I see the point you're making. You're wrong. <laughs> I just think it's uh, I don't I don't say this a lot to a lot of people, so take uh -oh. this. Uh -oh. I think you're both right. Mm. Like you're you're both you both have very valid points, but you like sure. Well, like, so and my and point I, was broad spectrum con concept. Like sure, sure, what sure. Kevin is saying is correct. Like it is conceptually a similar idea. But to your point, Sam, yes, you're taking the you're taking in, your in the, more out of it, but it is conceptually something that provides a more advantageous style of grip on a bar. And again, so I'm then not why, so then why don't we so then why don't we hook grip on a pull up bar? Why don't we hook? That's a that's an excellent question, Colin. You why don't we pull up bar? No, seriously. Can you actually get your thumb under your fingers? I I don't. Yeah, I could. Uh, if I, like if I like maybe not yeah. like ju like jumping into a bar myself, I, but I could get my I got, thumb around a bar. I got pretty big pretty big hands like. I, I might be able to like get like just fingertips. Um, Zero I'm like, maybe I could touch my fingers, but there's like, <laughs> like I might be able to do this. I, there's no way I could get my thumb under yeah. my index and middle. Well, finger. and now we're talking about size of the apparatus itself, right? So it's the difference okay. between so like that, the, point, the uneven bar. The point the, I was uh, going to make bar. before, before Sam went off on, I'm wrong. And this, here's your little I never said you were wrong. I said, I had okay. a hard okay. time getting to your camp. Okay. okay. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I was going to say like using like ha having a hook grip is similar mm. in concept See. to using a lifting strap in that it makes okay. it more mechanically advantageous to grip onto something. You are taking yes. some of the strain off of your grip. Same can be said for flopping your grip over pull-up bar where we've that, essentially talked about this before. It, it essentially is using a lifting strap for gymnastics. You take your pull-up that grip, I agree with slap it over that sucker. Yeah. yeah. So if we can agree that you can lift more weight and do more things using a lifting strap, then what's the problem with using a lifting strap for gymnastics? 
for using your um, grip and flopping it over as a strap. I don't think that there's a problem, quote unquote, with using a lifting strap with gymnastics. And then we've talked about this previously. I think the thing that that allows high level athletes to do is optimally express their conditioning. For example, Colin, you're, you're a pretty fit cat, right? You, nobody, nobody be, is a D1 gymnast and then is like, oh, Toto Bar, I'm not too good at those. Fuck you, asshole. Like, <laughs> your midline oh, hip man. flexion strength is already above average, right? So flopping that wrist over and pinching that grip against it is just going to allow you to better express that without having to worry about grip fatigue, right? You're not the Accurate. person who is coming into the affiliate in their 40s who is like, I want to learn how to do this, right? And again, we're talking about the difference between functional dominance versus functional competence. Now, right? I'm going to throw a wrench in that whole thing. Love it. I'm I know where he's going. According to all of this, what I'm yeah. about to say, it makes no fucking sense. Yep. I will never, never wrap my thumb around the bar. I do not have a grip on my hand. If I'm going, if I'm raw dogging that pull-up bar today, it is always thumb here. Always. Okay. 100% of the time. Doesn't even matter the movement. Always. Okay. I put a grip on my hand. I am infinitely more likely to wrap my thumb. Interesting. Is that conditioning based, you think? I have no clue. Interesting. <laughs> Colin doesn't make sense. Also, like for it not to Here's throw him under the bus. I have for myself based on that. And it's kind of back to what I said before. Mm-hmm. In men's gymnastics, when we swing on parallel bars, it's, you know, the internally rotate with the thumb um, here. Yeah. So when I, in gymnastics, I feel like maybe I was conditioned that when I don't have grips on and I'm swinging from a bar, it's thumb this way. Right. I mean, thumb because this of way. the parallel bars. Correct. When I'm on a high bar, I have a three-fingered grip on, so it's on these three fingers, one, two, three, and I swing like this with my thumb wrapped around. That is the only thing I can imagine is that grips mean thumbs go around, no grips mean thumbs go um, <laughs> That makes sense. I mean, how many, how many hundred? 20 friggin' years of gymnastics. I was going to say, how many hundreds or thousands of hours did you, like, your brain do one of those two things on the decision tree? Right. And that's just got to like, for me, that's what it's got to be. But bringing it back to the conversation that we're having, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense because it would make more sense if I just flopped it over, got into this position, put the pull up bar on my friggin' wrist and just went, but I'm more likely to put my thumb around the bar. Do you have any idea? Lower, lower angled grip in terms of my top knuckle. Right. When I have a grip on my hand. Hmm. And that's- Do you have any idea how- Friggin' fit you'd be, Colin, if you actually flopped the pull-up bar over or flap flop the grip over the pull-up bar. Like you'd CrossFit Games 2024. Watch Dude, your snatch would go up by like 40 pounds automatically. Probably. Probably able to run a faster mile too, right? Probably. I think I, they. Uh, well, they all they all transfer over. That's what yeah. Greg Glassman said, right? I think yeah. So. Transferability. It's the whole. That's the whole point. Absolutely. Well, I, <laughs> all right. So, Colin, you're a great person to kind of finish this out on so we got a i have a little bit of time kevin colin you guys got yeah, a little bit of time yeah just a couple minutes we had to wrap okay up. so then so then put a bow on this right we saw maybe our most um maybe gym- demanding in terms of gymnastic skill exhibition in the crossfit games this year that we've seen in a long time what's the giggle for tell me no, no, I, just, I, 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 I think I know what you're about to bring up, and I am here for it, and I just keep going. Keep yes, going. so it's the medley, right? We're going to talk about the medley. Um, so 
real quick uh, review uh, onto a was it onto a box. Uh, yeah, the they had to the walk. boxes at the end, right? It yeah. was walk, handstand push-ups, handstand, handstand push-ups, walk up the up stairs, the box, one eighty off, pullovers, right? And then back onto the, the box, three sixty pirouette, down, headstand or freestanding headstand push-ups, and then up and over the apparatus at the end. Um, right. Thoughts on that event? Ooh, plenty of them. Like um, Colin and I have already talked about the pullover standard. I mean, I oh. think I think in all reality, the biggest thing that you can talk about in that event is the pullover. I mean, yeah. as far as the rest of it goes, we've seen the freestanding handstand push-up a year or two ago, whatever. Yep. Um, I don't know if I love the standard. I don't. The, the biggest thing for me with the freestanding handstand push-up is I don't know if I like it if they have to traverse. I right. don't think you should walk forwards if you're going to do, and they, they have, that's the only way they've ever done it is where the rep like starts and like you start it here and then you go forwards, you do another one right. here. Yeah. And then the first time they did it, it was like the rep finishes when you get to the next line and cut, or I don't remember exactly what the standard was, but like yeah. had to come up, move forwards and then come down. And that's when the rep was complete. If you didn't come down with control, uh, it wasn't complete, which I don't, I don't love that. And I understand that there could be a little bit of a variable uh, subjective judging standard if we're judging it at the top. Sure. Whatever. Um, yep. I, I, I think freestanding handstand pushups should be done um, similarly to how they did the free or like the max handstand hold. It's not a hold. People are walking, whatever. But you have a box. You have to stay inside of it. Yep. And your head has to touch the ground. And if you want to have a standard where like maybe you have to walk out of the box after your last rep to show that you have control just yeah. to make an objective judging standard fine uh i just think it allows you're going to see i think a little bit more error if you don't have to move i think when right. you have to be able to push up and then just kind of catch themselves as they yeah. walk yeah i don't love that and that's the only way we've seen it i think if they yeah. do it again let's create a small box that they have to stay inside of and show true control and balance over the handstand um and then again if you want to have a standard where you walk out of the box just for an objective standard to finish. Sure. Cool. I guess the other reps could be judged again with coming down to your head with control mm -hmm. and then final rep walk out. Again, I'm not the one in charge of the CrossFit game, so I don't know sure. exactly the details they'd have to play with it. But that's the other right. thing. Freestanding handstand push-up. The pullover, dumbest thing in the world. The dumbest standard. Like as, I, as a competition movement, you mean? Or just in general? I love the pullover as a conditioning, as a gymnastics-based movement. We do so many of those in gymnastics. The number yeah. of pull-up pullovers that I've made my athletes do as a coach, uh, they probably hate me for it. And if any of them ever heard this, they would probably be cursing me because of it. And they'd be like, yeah, I freaking hate that guy. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, the standard and the way that we had our athletes do it, and I know gymnastics is different than CrossFit, so it's not going to be exactly the same. It's yep. a competition standard. We're doing it for intensity and things like that. Yep. So I get that. It's not going to be exactly the same. But the fact that they could just push away from the bar, swing around it, and go around. Cast off. Yeah. It, exactly. So, I mean, in gymnastics, we call like there's a skill called a baby giant or a, a, a pullover, a swinging pullover, whatever the hell you Call it, a million coaches and gymnasts call it a million different things. Um, it's a swinging movement. Yep. So it takes away a lot of the pulling strength and core strength that that, that, that movement realistically should require. Yeah. What the standard should be, in my opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm already in agreement with you. I can tell. Yeah. 
fuck do I know? I was only a gymnast forever and, you know, whatever. It should, and you could go about a, a couple of different ways depending on how challenging you want to make it. But base standard, simplest way to go, full extension under the bar. Yep. Lock out at the top. Yep. Same as a bar muscle up standard. That's not too hard. Locked out at the top with the hips on the bar. And you should have to roll back over the bar and show a full lockout of the ball. Forward roll, yeah. You should, because otherwise it's just a swing. Yeah. If you took that movement, that same workout, and you made them forwards roll back over the bar and yep. then pull back up and over, back and forth like that, the amount of pulling strength and midline demand on that would go up like crazy. And, and that's what I expected to see. When they did the cast off and the swing back around, I was like, oh, fuck, this is a totally different thing. Just yeah. saw a video, and it was, I think it was a team athlete who was at the game this year, and she put up yeah. a post. I don't remember who it was for the life of me, so don't It was ask. Chloe Gavin David. Was it? Yeah. yeah. And it was a video of her literally pushing away, yeah. using gymnastics, and maybe she was Straight it in a gymnastics, using a gymnastics yeah. tap swing where, they, where we use the hollow arch and kick to create momentum over the bar, yeah. and that no longer becomes a skill that really requires any strength or anything. Right. Because you're swinging. It's she kept her arm straight the whole time. She literally just like that's how away, fantastic. She don't kicked away into a hollow as she was coming down into the bar was like more in an arch. And then as she yeah. snapped back into a hollow, she essentially just like had to rotate her shoulders over and then she caught yes. back and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Caught back and in support. Exactly, and like, wow. That's exactly how when we're teaching it to young gymnasts, that's exactly how we teach the skill. They cast away into a hollow body shape. They swing through the bottom into an arch shape, kick back into their hollow. And it's literally just a matter of flipping your wrists over. It's it's not, which is still incredibly impressive. Like sure. from a from a skill based standpoint, if that's the way we want to go, yeah. But that becomes a much more impressive test of strength, skill, and coordination. Yes. If we do the forwards roll to a full lockout and then pull back up and over, I and agree. if you really want to throw a wrench in, it, if you're worried about people like swinging too much, still come up with some sort of way to put something behind them that won't allow their feet to swing back. Some sort of small half wall where their heels can't kick back. Soft I mean, box. Something like that. I mean, CrossFit has done things like that in the past where they've created some sort of something to prevent athletes from trying to get an advantage like that. So I don't think that's, or, or maybe the standard is that you have to touch the, bo- I don't know, t- like make contact with it then pull back up and over after maybe, forward. Maybe the standard is you just have to come off the, the apparatus. You have to come to the ground. I think that takes away from the grip fatigue that's going to factor in though. Probably. Then you're doing single reps. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, so it, potentially, but I yeah. just think that they could have done a much better job making that a lot more challenging and not as, I'll kind of say it like circus gimmicky because in, in my mind, I like, watched the athletes who did them unbroken, they were swinging. Yeah. And even the athletes who were trying to go unbroken, you could see as they were going, they were trying to figure out how to use a little bit of that tap swing momentum yeah. after that cast push away. Yeah. So if you see that again in the games next year, I hope that they implement a forwards roll into it and uh, some Fingers sort of crossed. thing where you have to show a lockout at the bottom. All right. So personally, I hated it. <laughs> But that's me. <laughs> Great idea, but you fucked it up. Um, yeah. Yeah. In all reality, I mean, if you really want to like level that skill up, yeah, you got to show a full chin over bar pull up on the way up, lock out at the top, yeah. full chin over bar on the way down, lock out at the bottom. 
Oh, I That's like how that. We train it in gymnastics with control on the way up and down. And next time you're at the gym, try doing a couple reps like that. Don't. And also, if you really want to level yourself up, don't allow your knees to bend as you pull over the bar. Keep your legs. Heck firm. yes. Heck yes. Right. Like go, yeah. just go onto the pull-up bar when you ever try three to five reps of that. Yeah. And then do a handstand medley before it and then try and tell them that it doesn't make a hell of a difference. Yeah. And Just I, and I get that CrossFit is for time and intensity and shit like that. So the straight leg shit like that's not going to happen in competition. I get it, but there's a million different ways that that could be a much more effective movement. I think. Sure. No, I agree. For CrossFit and for CrossFit competition. Absolutely. Um, all right. So we're, near the end of the hour. Colin, final thoughts about anything we've talked about today. I appreciate you, you know, spending a bunch of time with us. Thank you for doing that. No, I love it. I've had a great time. I love doing this. Uh, final thoughts. CrossFit needs to figure their shit out when it comes to gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, well done, man. And uh, I don't know. There's a couple different things. I mean, as far as coaches, I think the best, you know, kind of circling back to some stuff I said earlier is like, hmm. Have your strong fundamental beliefs about what you think is the best thing to do, but be adaptive enough to work with the athletes that have the individual needs around you because not everyone's going to function exactly the same. And I Absolutely. think that's the best thing we can do as coaches is have that, um, have that understanding of how to mold to the athlete that you're working with and what's going to be best for them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Kevin. That pretty much summed it up. Um, use a grip as a lifting strap. You don't need your thumb. <laughs> Knew Don't pat around the pull-up bar. I knew it. The moment you know these, I asked, uh, these I was little like, things right here. Don't need it. You cut them off. Uh, <laughs> Just don't need it. Take well, the next twenty-four hours. Don't use your thumbs for anything. Just live like this. See what happens. I'd honestly probably be pretty okay. <laughs> live dangerously. Yeah. I hope they. I hope they program rope climbs at your gym. I mean, I'm the one programming, so I'm fully I'm in control. Go, I'm this rope climb like this to hug it real tight. <laughs> just squeeze it to your body. Yeah. Listen, if I could like take my hands and just one of those and I can get my feet wrapped around it fast enough, I could make it work. Colin, Colin's opinions are not um, endorsed by anyone here at Talking Average Fitness. I just want to make that They're, they're endorsed that by me. They're not endorsed by myself. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, anybody who played along with us and we'll see you next week everybody we'll, t we'll see you later thanks for having me on guys i'll see you around yeah man